you're still here. We appreciate you. Seriously. You are still listening to What's Next with Veronica. You're still tuning in to hashtag we game change and we continue to bring you fire conversations with Ronica Stone former volleyball player at Oregon and this one I don't I don't even I, I can't even contain myself with the excitement that I have for this conversation I, I just I don't even, I don't even want to say who it is because I want you to kind of to give me like a brief synopsis of like how it came to be when you told me I had to start finding guests and, you know, filling in and booking times, I was like, okay, I got to find people. Why not find, you know, some of the best people that I can? And so I started jamming. I looked up, I literally Googled NBA players with podcasts and everyone that had one, I was like, let's just send them a DM. And, you know, it's Corona time right now. So I know they got free time and I got a response from one and it's not like he's your average NBA player. He's not just starting out. He's a 14 year vet. When he was at Duke, he was conference player of the year. He was national player of the year. You know, one of the most infamous, maybe the most infamous Duke player. And, you know, we got J.J. Reddick on the show. J.J. Reddick. As a a basketball junkie myself, I appreciate a good shooter. I like a consistent shooter. And J.J. was that guy. That guy was like, if you need a shot in the game, J.J. was taking that shot. Exactly. He set the record for points at Duke and, you know, he's continuing that legacy and being a sharpshooter in the NBA on every team that he's been on. He's always been a threat. Well, what I mean, when you you so you're DMing people, you feeling yourself, all these things. What did you think you were going to hear from this guy? You know, I I was really not sure. I was so starstruck, I think, that I even got a reply that he said he was willing. So I was like, okay. I'm expecting him to be nice because who just replies to <laughs> someone who's just starting out? You know, when my expectation of someone who's, I know, playing at his caliber and like has been in the league that long, like the people they're doing favors for are usually their friends and people in their inner circle. So for him to reply and say that he was willing to help was just right there. I was like, okay, this guy's a great guy. <laughs> I already thought he was from watching him on TV, but. Now that I got a reply and he's willing to be on the show and just learning a little about who he is from his podcast, I was like, okay, this is going to be a great conversation. And I know that he's going to have a lot of good things to say. Did he live up to your expectations? He surpassed them, I think. Um, He he is truly a, a phenomenal person. And I think for student athletes who are listening and tuning in, he has a lot of great things to say because it's he... Even though he was a top player, he wasn't a one-and-done. He didn't leave after his sophomore year either. He stayed all four years at Duke. He got his degree, and he's been using his degree to his advantage. And he just had a lot to say about getting your education. And not only that, but remaining humble and knowing who you are and the people around you always being, you know, a genuine person and doing the little things. And I think everything that he said can be applied to whether you want to be a professional basketball player or... You want to be, what's a random job? Or you want to a painter? Uh, be a painter, yes, like you. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm currently a painter. Um, well, you know, I don't even want to. I don't think I even want to talk too much longer because I want people to enjoy his conversation and I want to um, the gems that he had to give and just your 
curiosity with his journey was just so inspiring to me and I just want people to get into it so is there anything else that you think people should just definitely know about this conversation with JJ um they should know that it's not I think just like me you're gonna have to go in not expecting it to be a conversation about basketball you're gonna have to you're expecting to learn who he is as a person and who he is as a professional outside of his sport so if you're coming into this being like I want to know JJ Reddick basketball player like Get ready to know J.J. Reddick, the person. J.J. Reddick is here. No need to fear, guys. Like, I wasn't at all. And we're going to welcome him in. Um, my family, I know you can hear me. Please go into the other room. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. I was a little nervous, not going to lie. <laughs> oh, don't be. Don't be. I was like, he's not going to show up, and no, 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 we I, have to so show fun I, facts. <laughs> I was doing a podcast just now, and I told the guy, so I was on somebody else's podcast, mm. and I told the guy, I have to be off at 3.56. And he was like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. And then he just kept going, and I'm like, it's 4.01, bro. I got to, I like, I'm <laughs> this other thing. I got to go. So I apologize. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. I'm going to send people ask questions in the question box so people can ask. Pin. Okay. Someone already asked a question. Which podcast? Pin. Okay. So let's get started. This is our first conversation, so, like, kind of cool. But you are, when you were at Duke, you were a two-time All-ACC first team, ACC tourney MVP, National Player of the Year. You got your jersey retired. And, but if I were to ask you who you are, taking out the athletic, all of your athletic endeavors, sure. How would you describe yourself? I would say um, uh, a husband, a dad, just a fa a family man, um, and uh, very curious. I'm just very curious about the world. I think that's um, that's the biggest thing. I think that's what drives me a little bit is just curiosity. Um, the search, the constant search for knowledge and improvement. Um, so I, I think about if, if I had not ever picked up a basketball, I would have figured something else out to be really good at it. Maybe not mm. at the level I got with <laughs> basketball, maybe yeah. not, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I saw that you majored in history and what was it? It was cultural anthropology. Cultural anthropology. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that is, that was unexpected. Yeah. And so does that have to do with your curiosity? Well, history, no. truthfully, was just the easiest for me to get a degree in. Mm. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, but culture anthropology uh, was was really like, I was really passionate about it. I had this professor, uh, Ralph Litzinger, um, and we did like these independent studies. They were just like deep dives on awesome stuff. We did one on like globalization and its effect in on uh, the beaches in Thailand we did another one on Chinese film. Um, so the culture anthropology piece for me was just like pursuing something I, I thought was really cool. I, as you know, because you're a student athlete, like you, you mm. don't get to choose all the classes you, you, you want to take yeah. because of the practice schedule. Mm. And it was the same for us at Duke. I never got to take history of Ireland. There was a creative writing class <laughs> I never got to take. So, yeah, I mean. History was, of uh, Ireland? You, were, you really wanted to take that one? 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to do it like only only U.S. history. You know, I wanted yeah. to branch out a little bit. But yeah. So, now I'm not going to ignore the fact that you are still playing, but you've also become a podcast host. You started that late 2017, and you know you've had your teammates, great athletes on there, but also like some goatly female athletes and Sue Bird and Megan Raponi, but. Oh, and then also some celebrities, like you had Jason Sudeikis and, like, James Corden on there. Like, what yeah. made you want to start that podcast? Yeah, it's a good, I actually started it in 2016. So my oh. first run, I did 40 oh, on the ringer with uh, the Yahoo, and then this one is with the ringer. So this one I've done, like, 40 or so. So I've done, like, 80 episodes. But, um, I, you know, originally it was just, like, I thought I was – I wanted to practice for, like – being a like a broadcaster or an analyst mm -hmm. and I just I thought the podcast was like sort of good reps for that and my first podcast was really focused on basketball and I had a few non-basketball people on like Aaron Rodgers and Jason Day the golfer but it was really sports centric and really uh, focused on basketball the ringer gave me a little bit more flexibility to just interview and talk to people that I was just really curious about uh, people <laughs> that I had a lot of respect for um, so I've had on um you know, CEOs of finance companies, I've had on politicians, I've had on uh, entertainers, musicians. Um, I had like this, I literally in this office, this is my this is my office in my apartment in Brooklyn. And I had on um, this Irish, Irish musician that no one had heard of yet. His first album hadn't even come out <laughs> yet, but I'd heard a couple of his songs. Yeah. And so the ringer was like, yeah, 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 you can have them on, you can have them on. So they've given me a lot of flexibility. I've really appreciated it. Now, speaking of um, artists, so I was doing some research on, and you're a, a rapper, or you, I, I, I haven't, I couldn't find I the rap yeah. album. I was really no, trying no, no, to no. find it. <laughs> it's not going to be released ever? It, 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 no, no. There's, <laughs> a, there's a gentleman, there's a gentleman I went to school with in Connecticut who probably still has um, a few of our songs that we made in college. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that at some point I get a hold of his hard drive and delete everything. No. But, no, there will not be there will not be a rap album. That that's come and gone. That well, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> well, how important was it for you to find you know passions outside of your sport? Well, I, that's a great question. Um, you know, for me, I have to have passions outside of my sport. Um, I get so focused and obsessed with something, and that, mm -hmm. for a long time, that was really helpful in basketball. Um, but as you get older and the pressure builds and the expectations build, that can sort of wear on you. And so finding things outside um, of basketball that I'm passionate about, you know, I've had excursions in watches. Uh, I'm really passionate about learning everything there is to know about wine. Um, I'm, I would call myself a foodie and I uh -huh. research restaurants. I mean, I, I do vacations just based on going to restaurants. Um, and so, and then of course the podcast for me is really an intellectual outlet for me and just, you know, having the conversation to, to ask people questions and, and have, you know, hopefully really high level conversations with people. Um, it's, it's been super helpful. Yeah. And at your time at Duke, I didn't even know that you were so unliked <laughs> when you played at Duke until I started watching and like learning different things, but you, uh, you spent four years there, and I think, like, someone that played at your caliber, like, it's not common. Like, nowadays, like, you see people being a one-and-done. And, like, even now, like, people, there's high schoolers that are opting out of even going to college, and they're just going to the G League. 
um, what, and I know everyone comes from a different background and like everyone has their reasons, but I guess, what do you think staying those four years and getting your degree, how has that helped you on and off the court? Yeah. Well, look, I, I think, let me kind of not answer your question and then I will okay. answer your question. <laughs> I, I think my mindset, you know, 18 years old when I started at Duke was I was going to play four years. I wanted to win multiple national championships. I wanted to break the Duke scoring record. Like those things were really important to me. It was also a different time. There wasn't social media. The, the yeah. athlete empowerment movement had not started whatsoever. Um, and now you're seeing more and more uh, young players take control of their careers as early as like 14 or 15 years old. And they're building out yeah. their brands and, and they're, they're creating a name for themselves uh, online and, 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 you know, so th those things were just not happening then. So my mindset is to it would have been totally different. Mm -hmm. Having said that, you know, I, I grew up so much as a person in those four years at Duke. Um, I learned a lot about my, about myself. Um, and coming into the NBA, I was already fairly mature. And I also was confident in who I was. When mm -hmm. I got to Duke, I wasn't necessarily confident in who I was. And when I left Duke, I was. And so that that was really meaningful for me. Mm -hmm. And I think- what year, what year are you, by the way? You're a junior? I'm a senior, I'm almost done. Wait, are you like a senior now? Uh-huh, I'm like, I have four credits left. I graduate in June, or okay. virtual graduate. Virtual, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. That's a bummer. It's, I feel bad for every senior in like <laughs> high school, college, whatever, that you don't, just don't have that normal end of uh school experience so yeah I, I was really looking Sorry. forward to it but it's fine like there's bigger things in life that are happening um but i know for like for me i've been an athlete my whole life um my dad played in the nfl for 13 years and so like sports was always like my life and i think going to college i've always had like something in the back of my mind where it's like i want to be in sports but i guess what would your advice be for people who you know want to identify something other than an athlete when being an athlete is all that they've known. Yeah, that's a really tough thing. Um, and I think, especially while you're still playing, it's hard to disassociate from being an athlete. It yeah. really is. Um, <laughs> it, you, you talk about priorities and, you know, my first priority is my family, but inherently I have to be a little selfish about being a basketball player so that I can take care of my family. And so mm -hmm. with that, my identity becomes I'm a basketball player. Um, you know, I, I, you, I can use all like the cliches. I'm not defined by being an athlete and all that. And I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm a human being uh, who's really passionate about a bunch of things. And I happen to be really fucking good at one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people are actually willing to pay me money to do that one thing. So I'm like, yeah. I'll be an athlete for as long as you want me to be an athlete, you know? Um, but I do think, you know, I think my advice to, to anyone um, is, is if you are really like a really great athlete, I don't care if you're like high level D1 or professional level, like you have to educate yourself on the world. You have to be willing to ask questions. You have to be willing to be curious. Um, there's so much out there to learn. And like, I, you know, I've been doing this now, this is my 14th year. Like I'm just scratching the surface, the lessons I've learned, uh, from people in sports, from people outside of sports. Uh, it's, it really is incredible. And, and that has been like that curiosity and that, that 
pursuit of like information, pursuit of knowledge, pursuit of mentors, all those things has been very, very important to me. Do you have a mentor that has helped you outside of athletics? Well, I would say my dad first, for sure. Um, and I've had really great coaches. Um, and, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, gotten to know a lot of people in a lot of different fields. And I do have a couple of people that I sort of, you know, I lean on for, for information. Um, but my dad has always been the person that I have I've sort of looked up to. Are you watching the Jordan doc at all, by the way? Yeah, I am. Okay. So like when he talks <laughs> about like his relationship with his dad and how, you know, he would always go to his dad whenever there was hard conversations to be had, like that's, that's me my whole life. It's always, it's always been my pops. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. The, the Jordan documentary is crazy. Cause it's like not even close to my generation. So it's like, it's always like, is LeBron or Jordan? And then like, I'm watching Jordan. And I'm like, this might be a little close. <laughs> I know. Well, the, for, for like someone like me, like I didn't, I don't remember the stuff in the eighties. Cause I was, I was born in 1984, so I wasn't watching sports, you know, in 1988 when he won the MVP. <laughs> I, who fucking, I, I have no idea. I was playing, you know, playing out in the woods. Um, but for me, like, I get, I've gotten to relive this stuff in the 90s, and, like, there's, there's still such vivid memories for me because I was so obsessed with two things. I was obsessed with Michael Jordan, and I was obsessed with Duke basketball. And so I, like, to, to rewatch some of these highlights and rewatch some of these games and then get the behind-the-scenes perspective and the behind-the-scenes interviews, it's been really fascinating. Like nostalgic, a in a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll open it up for questions for people because I, I know a lot of people have questions for you. Here's one from Kareem. She said, what's a surprising career resource for you at Duke? Or what was? It's a great question. Actually, um, I saw a therapist at Duke for three years. You know, I got to Duke as a freshman. Uh, I, everybody hated me when I would go on the road. People <laughs> would yell awful things at me. And I was 18 years old, and I did not know how to deal with it. And yeah. um, so when I talk about that maturity that I got at Duke, like, she was a big – my therapist was a big part of that. She, you know, she really helped me grow up as a person and really become comfortable with who I was. That's like, I, I always said that I'm happy. Like I, I wish that volleyball had like the crowd that it's just men's basketball, you know, it's, it's yeah. hard, but like seeing the things that fans will say to college kids and like comment and like, man, I don't know if I could deal with that. Like, yeah, I mess up a lot in games. And so people were to come at me and be right. like, okay, let's chill. Okay. Let's see there. There's a lot of people asking about your shooting form. Which okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna have you answer that. Um, okay, here's another one. Does being a perfectionist ever affect your negativity or affect you negatively? Another God, you get great questions. Um, now that <laughs> that actually is a great question. Um, I I would say yes. Um, there is a balance that you have to have when you are highly motivated and you are a perfectionist, and you have a little bit of OCD, um, mm -hmm. you know, I have found that I can be really hard on myself. Um, and, but again, as I've, I've gotten older, and especially as I've become a dad, um, mm -hmm. your perspective can change a little bit. And I think I'm, I'm easier on myself now. It doesn't mean I've, I've changed standards or, or not know not a perfectionist but I, I am a little bit easier on myself now when I do make mistakes just because 
like I get to come home and I know those guys, they, they just, they love me, you know, yeah. they're hero. And it's like, what the fuck? This is amazing. I'm sorry. I cussed on, I cussed on my life. Um, but no, it's it, it, like being a dad is the greatest. So that's, that's sort of, that's sort of balanced out that perfectionist, you know, uh, mindset that I have. Um, what are the best lessons that you have learned from coach K? There's a great question too. Um, and it, it's one I've been asked a lot and, it, I pretty much answer it the same way every time. So the best lesson that I've learned from him is holding yourself to a standard and trying to get to that standard literally every day. I mean, I never in four years, I don't think I ever saw a coach have a bad day. Um, and he's done that now for decades. Like, think yeah. about that. I can't. It's, it's, I know my coach has yeah. had some bad days. Think about that. <laughs> He's done that now for 30 some years. Um, it's just remarkable. And then the, the other thing I want to add to that. So I, I think his greatest uh, or greatest characteristic and, and greatest asset as, as a coach is his adaptability. And he coaches every team different. He figures out who are the best players on this team? What gives me the best chance to win? How do I have to play? Coach does not have a system at Duke. He just figures out how to make each team be successful. And I think if we apply that to our own lives, of course, like we have to recognize season to season, year to year, like things change and you have to be willing to adapt. I mean, heck, we are in like the weirdest situation ever right now. Yeah. It's so tragic <laughs> where everybody's life is disrupted. There's people dying. Like there has to be a level of adaptability. And if, if you're just rigid all the time, something like this could literally drive you crazy. Yeah. It drive you crazy. <laughs> I agree. I'm like going crazy. If I didn't have this, I'd probably be going insane. Just yeah. I feel like we're on. It is every day seems to be the same thing. Yeah. Have you ever? You're you're, you're you're much. Sorry, you're you're younger than me, but have you ever seen the movie <laughs> Groundhog Day? Bill Murray. No. Okay. <laughs> so Bill out. Murray is like one of the greatest you know actors ever. I think. But you should you should really watch Groundhog Day. Okay, I will. <laughs> if you can leave, I guess. You haven't been a student athlete in a little bit, but knowing what you know now about like the professional level and about life outside of profession, like yeah. your profession, what piece of advice would you give to current student athletes? Um, do not have any sense of entitlement. And in a way, I probably had a little bit when I left Duke, um, when I first got to the NBA. But I would say in any profession and being an NBA player is no different, but let's say working for an NBA team. Um, if you come in with a sense of entitlement, you will not last. Yeah. If you're willing to meet players at 9 p.m. on a Friday night to get an hour of shots up, if you're willing to grab uh, coach forgot his suit, hey, can you run back <laughs> to uh, you know his, his apartment before we leave for the plane for, for the next city like, and go grab his suit? If you're willing to do all those little things and you're willing to work and you're willing to listen, you're willing to ask questions and not have any sense of entitlement, like you will last and you will be successful in everything you do. I promise you. I've seen it firsthand in so many different ways over the last 14 years. Um, and on the, on the flip side of that, if you come in with a sense of entitlement or if you have a sense of entitlement in any group setting, um, it, it is a huge detriment. It is a huge detriment. That's really good advice. I think especially with my generation, it's really like, it's all about clout. Like, 
everyone's trying to get as much cloud as they can yeah. nowadays yeah. it's like building your brand at 14 like you're saying sure. but um i'm really grateful that you came on to this live and responded because i was just really i know you're a long like you're a sharp shooter but like i was shooting out there trying to get you to respond so thank right. you for coming on i've appreciated the conversation and um yeah, for sure. Yeah, keep doing this. You know, when you sent me the message, like, you know, I, I had that uh, night, I had responded to like three or four people. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go just the, the, one of the guys was the guy the, the podcast I was just uh -huh. on, who's just starting up his podcast in the Bay Area. But you know, oh, that's I have, where I am. Was, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so you're back cool. in Oregon right now. No, because okay. it's close. <laughs> so yeah, I just have a lot of respect for people who are willing to like work and, and try things. And um, so best of luck to you. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm so I feel so bad for you that you didn't get to have a normal senior year. But uh, yeah, best of luck in the future. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me on. Thanks. All right.